Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. Over the last few times we've been together, we have discussed out of 1 Corinthians 11, Paul's address to that church in Corinth on the issues of women covering their heads and men with long hair and some peripheral issues that went along with those issues. We need to remember the context and the totality of this letter in which Paul was writing to a church in the city of Corinth that had some fairly uh, entrenched struggles, entrenched issues that were seemingly profoundly affected by the culture that surrounded them. It's the same thing that we go through even in our day. We need to be very, very cautious and careful that the social paradigm of the day isn't something that profoundly uh, affects the trajectory of our Christian manifest. Chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians, uh, picking it up today in verse 16, Paul is kind of bringing this discussion to a close. And I think it's very important for us to see exactly how he does that, because I think that his closing arguments really tend to express to us in our generation what it is that Paul was saying, at least what he was saying that we are to apply to our Christian uh, living. He says in verse 16, But if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither do God's assemblies. So if one feels as if he or she wants to argue these matters that Paul has been discussing over the past days we've been together, then Paul says essentially that they can have their own way. That these weren't necessarily salvation issues, but each person is going, both then and now, to have to deal with the results of his or her decisions. Our choices are going to bear fruit. They'll bear fruit, good or bad. And each of us must choose our battles very carefully. Now, in closing this subject, let me read this to you because I feel that it is quite clarifying on the discussion that we've been having over the past days. It's by a writer by the name of Kaufman, and he says this, quote, If Paul meant hair in these passages, why did he use the word covered? The answer is that in the vocabulary of the Old Testament, to uncover the head, quote-unquote, was to shave off the hair. When Nadab and Abihu sinned in Leviticus 10.1, God commanded Aaron not to uncover his head in mourning at their deaths, and this meant not to cut off his hair, which was the customary sign of mourning. So Job also shaved his head when he learned his children were dead in Job 1.20. Many examples of this usage could be cited, but as Eccles noted, Wherever the expression uncover the head occurs in the Hebrews Old Testament, it means to remove the hair. The culture of that era 
as well as the environment at Corinth, suggests that some of the Corinthian women in that church were violating decent rules of conduct, not by discarding the mantle, which there's no evidence that any of them uh, were wearing any such thing, but by adopting the cropped hair of Aphrodite's priestesses. It is even likely that some of them had been converted and had neglected to change their hairstyles. Furthermore, it must be evident to all who think about it that when Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11.4 that a man praying or prophesying with his head covered dishonored his head, he simply could not have referred to any man's wrapping himself up in the type of mantle that was commonly called a veil in those days. This type of veil or mantle, as far as history reveals, was never worn by men in any such circumstances. Therefore, the fault Paul sought to correct in 1 Corinthians 11.4 was not that of a man was veiling themselves like a woman, but that of sporting indecently long hair. What was this veil, actually, that was worn in that day? Well, it was a large, loose mantle which the woman wrapped around her head and face, leaving only her eyes visible and sometimes only one eye. The word veil used by our translators is extremely misleading. Ruth's veil, for example, held six measures of barley. Ruth 3.15 tells us that. Although Hebrew women did not always wear veils, they seem to have done so for harvesting, as in the case of Ruth. Was the mantle, the, the veil, in that day a symbol of modesty and submission? It came in time to be so considered, but there was certainly a time when such a garment, designed to obscure the person, that is, was considered the attire of a harlot. Note the following. And she, Tamar, put her widow's garment off and covered her with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in an open place, which is, by the way, to Timnath. For she saw that Shelah was grown, and she was not given unto him to wife. When Judah saw her, he thought her to be a harlot, because she had covered her face, and he turned in unto her by the way. Genesis 38. Is there any word in the whole passage that unmistakably means the type of veil under consideration? Well, yes, the word a parabolium, it's in verse 15 of chapter 11. It refers to a type of covering, but this is the only word in the whole passage that does so. And this is also where the verse where Paul said the Lord had given a woman her hair instead of any such garment as that. What is Paul's subject in all of these verses? Well, whatever it was, it could not have been the type of veil or mantle that obscures the person of a woman that having been mentioned only once. On the other hand, hair is mentioned three times, shaved or shorn is mentioned four times, and in this light it appears certain that Paul's subject here was hair. One cannot speak of a mantle or a, a covering on a head, a little doily on the top of the head being shorn or shaved. How could this passage have been so long misunderstood? Echols' explanation is as good as any. He said, A clear understanding has been obscured by ambiguous English translations, as well as by established customs. There can be little doubt that the custom itself derived largely from Roman Catholic practice during the Middle Ages. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson 
or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.